Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new segment on our podcast called To the Table, in which we bring a movie to the table, literally. <laughs> Figuratively, whatever you want to put it. With me, I have a Peter Martinez frequent flyer on a Red Spotlight Airlines. How are you doing Yeah, I think today, I need sir? to get my card punched. I'm due for a, a, free, a free flight. flight. <laughs> yes. Due for one. Hopefully you're not Asian. What? <laughs> Delta oh, Airlines. That's right, that's Del- right. Delta Airlines. That is right. Um, anyway, uh... This is a podcast in which we bring a movie to the table and uh, we review it, something that we've never seen or thoroughly seen or anything like that. Um, and then uh, we both, uh, it's a two person podcast and two people uh, get, uh, each individual person gets 30, 30 minutes per film. Well, uh, how, how we're doing it is we each bring a film that we want the other yes. one to see. And uh, we we just to gauge you know their general reactions, uh, and we each discuss why we wanted this other person to see this film, and what each of each of us personally feel about the film. Yes, it, 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 I think it, it's sort of an exercise to get out of our comfort zone as far as films go, because uh-huh. I think even though we we all love the big blockbusters and stuff like that, there are certain films I watch that you know. Kyle doesn't watch, doesn't there, watch, and there's, there's certain movies that I watch that Peter doesn't watch, yes. or uh, or Alexis, Alexis, especially Alexis, especially Alexis. <laughs> Alexis is comfortably safe in the yes. safe zone, so I think uh, this will be a great uh, experience for us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll have a lot of movies uh, to talk about. This podcast, we're going to be talking about two movies. Uh, we have a 2006 uh, film called uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig's first outing as James Bond, in which I had uh, Peter watch, um, and uh, Peter had me watch the 2015 uh, cult classic, <laughs> The Witch, uh, which has like nobody other than that, other than uh, uh, Sansa's aunt. Crazy aunt from uh, Game of Thrones. No, that actress who plays the girl is like she's she's on the up and up. She she was the what another movie I know that she's in is uh, Vampire Academy, but that's it. She was in uh, what was the last film she was in? Um, she must not be that up and up. No, 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 no. I know the film. I know uh, because I like the film. It came out this year. Yeah. Um, ooh, ooh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the split. 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 Oh, Shimon she was split. in Split. Yes. Okay. Yes, was yes, she yes. like the main? Uh, yes, she was girl. the main girl okay. that you were following. Yeah. All right. And she's an amazing actress. I'll okay. Throw that out there right now. All right. You will know her name in for Anya. Sure in a year her or name two. is Anya something. Yeah. That's her. That's her name. But anyway, uh, here we begin. Uh, so, uh, Peter. Yes. Tell me. The witch. Why did you want me to watch The Witch? <laughs> okay, this film has basically become a running joke in, in our group of friends because, and and yes, it's very obvious who inspired it, Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Nettie and Eric. They, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of uh, speaking of Nettie, uh, go check out our uh, our, interview. our interview with her. Yeah. Uh, Nettie sings the blues, number fifty eight. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, continue. Um, this is a film that I really really liked when it came out. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the the, the best films I saw that year. Yeah. And and I want to I want to get this out of the way right now because I'm not angry I'm not like throwing shade at Nettie Ned- or Eric when we had that discussion that one, there was house. alcohol involved it was very it was very, very heated morning it was heated <laughs> no but I want to make clear I we, we were pretty much guns blazing at 2 o'clock a, in the morning a discussing table may, a table may have flipped or a chair yeah <laughs> the point is I really respect their opinion that, okay. That's the only reason why I would, you know, become heated in in, in argument with them about the film. And they, n- not only do they not like it, they loathe it. They yeah. really, really they, hate the they film. They gave uh, they gave Hocus Pocus more uh, more, more credence. credence as far as witches go. Um, so so my thing was like, I, I thought I, I had like a pretty solid solid understanding, but I'm like, okay, you know, they're kind of they're they're coming at it from a different angle. 
either I was not able to see or I just don't see. Mm-hmm. So I was so I was like, um, you and Alexis, you hadn't seen this film, but obviously you would be more the most open to seeing this. So I was like, yeah. oh, I, I want to. I need a, another set of eyes on this. Maybe. I'm seeing this the wrong way. Maybe we just have completely different tastes. And I just, I, I also, I just find it generally interesting. Yeah. When we as people like clash with films like that, like I, I don't know. It, it's very, very it's different. A, tastes. It's an interesting dynamic, yes. to say the least. It's a lot of fun. I'll yeah. Put it that way. Um, so, what, what, what did you think? Okay. Um, I could clearly see both sides. <laughs> I see taking the middle road. Here. I see. I see both sides. Um. Uh. Uh, if you're expecting like this to be like a full throttle uh, horror film, uh, don't go in with that expectation at all. Um, that kind of helped me out uh, mm-hmm. watching the movie along the way. Um, I view it as more of a psychological uh, thriller more than anything. Yeah. Um, the, the way I see it is that you see this this family's uh, slow descent mm-hmm. into, into hell. madness, hell, hell, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, yes. You have this. Uh, you have this girl, and she's kind of like the ugly duckling of the family. Uh, in in terms of like her dynamic with her yeah. with her with her mom, her mom hates her, um, and uh, she has these uh, other siblings. Uh, one of her siblings has the hots for her, um, and uh, and you have. Hey, the, we've been we've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you should be okay with it. <laughs> and then, and then uh, damn it, Cersei. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Another thing that they and there there's these two twins of yes. course if you want to if you want to have a scary antic thing you add in twins in there <laughs> thank you Kubrick for that um, and you, also you compared it to The Shining yes. you know when uh, when you were introducing this film to me um, and I think uh, yes it is a slow slow burn <laughs> slow burn until okay. like. Until shit actually gets going. Yeah. But when the shit gets going, you're like, fucking shit. This is cool. What, what, it really, uh, first of all, I give a lot of uh, credence to the actress, uh, Anya, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. the girl who plays uh, Thomason in there. And uh, she, like, you get her innocent side but then uh but then you're like questioning wait did she really do it you know and and and, you know all these all these opposing sides are coming at her and uh and uh, you get a little bit of remorse from her uh from her dad which i don't know what uh what her who played her dad but he does look like he's part of that time period yeah which is pretty cool i love his voice too very gruff like that uh he he kind of puts the hound to shame in, in game of thrones so uh i I, I don't know like there there's a very little music going mm-hmm. on but what you hear is like a slow build of a violin yes. and then the folk music going around it really sets a tone for an atmosphere mm-hmm. that I was like uh, that I was unprepared for you know and that was really cool uh, getting this kind of folk like uh, essence to it and it mm-hmm. really threw you back in time you, you went into your TARDIS and <laughs> you went back in time and you saw uh, shit go down imagine if Doctor <laughs> Who just came out at the end yeah that was <laughs> like what the- <laughs> uh, and apparently the goat there's a goat in it and apparently yes, the Black goat Phillip. the goat is uh, is Satan at the end uh, aren't uh, all goats uh, yes is, <laughs> and uh, it was like the goat did it, and uh, there are a couple of oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap! Uh, first of all, when the witch was inside, I think it was like eating the eating the goat, eating one of the, the white goat. Well, the witch was in. Okay, remember when the dad mm-hmm. he brought uh, he brought uh, Thomason and the twins, and they locked them up in the in the, yes. in the shed. Yes, and then they find that wit the the twins wake up, and Thomason wakes up, and they see that witch eating the goat. Yeah. And she turns around and does the whole Wicked Witch of the West thing, like the <laughs> and then the kids are like, ah! And I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty scary. Um, when the dad wakes up, and uh, and you see a little hole on her uh, on uh, the mom's chest mm-hmm. because she hallucinates that uh, her son Caleb, who uh, just succumbed to uh, to a, a demon possession, mm-hmm. uh, you see him, and then you see uh, the baby who goes missing in the beginning of the movie, and uh, she's hallucinating that the uh, that she's breastfeeding the baby, but it's really just a, a raven pecking at her at her chest, mm-hmm. and uh, and then another. Uh, moment that uh the dad wakes up and uh the goat just headbutts him 
headbutts him and kills him on sight. And it was like, uh, and it, the, the goat does a little dance. I laughed. <laughs> I, uh, but it, but it was ridiculous like just the like just the anger and aggression that the dad had the conviction mm-hmm. i guess you could say it was pretty uh it, it, it was pretty funny actually so i was like okay i i took I, little notches of like the serious tone kind of knocked off um the part where uh, satan is having thomason uh, sign sign her name in, a, oh, in his he book. Oh, appears as Yeah, mm-hmm. that was genuinely creepy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know, uh, just a voice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it's almost sultry, you know? Well, I, I think the director had come out and asked, like, well, what does the devil look like or whatever? And, and he had he had said something along the lines of, like, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah. It, and, it was, and it's like, so, yeah, I, I found that very... I, I loved that scene. Yeah. And then uh, I like how he has like spurs. <laughs> yeah. He has spurs and it's pretty cool. It's like a cowboy, you know, walking in. It's pretty cool. Um, like the design is had like the had like the um, Quaker hat. He had the mm-hmm. Quaker hat on, but he like wore like a leather thing on. And it was a it was a pretty cool. Um, the actress who played Thomason, um, I have not seen Split. I heard I heard great things about it, and I want to see it uh, for a couple of reasons because I'm not sure one and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this uh, adds to me wanting to watch Split, um, and I I think that she was a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love the language. Isn't it? Isn't it great? The, I I really love the language in which the, that they spoke. Like thy sister, like just just the dies and thous and. and- uh, Honestly, that them going for that wouldn't have worked if they didn't have amazing actors and actresses. Yeah, like even the kid actors were the kids, great. The the twins, I thought they were amazing. Yeah, they like the, the twins, great kid, act, kid like, actors I, and actresses. I really felt like she was like the one of the the girl, the girl twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was gonna. She, I really felt like she was gonna break down and like start yelling and sobbing when uh, when uh, Thomason was like, "Oh, I signed the devil's book and mm-hmm. all that," and I was like, "Oh my god," you know, like don't don't cry kid because i know that if the mom found out that uh thomason's on her way to hell already (laughs) on that road so uh i there was a lot of tension Mm -hmm. but it was like a slow like you're slowly watching uh somebody tune a guitar Mm -hmm. and uh you're just waiting for for it to snap waiting for it to snap and that's the whole movie in a nutshell What what are your negatives um because you said you were kind of in the middle, like you kind of understood where both of us were coming from. This. Because of the slow build, mm-hmm. because of the slow build, it is about the positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. Because you are waiting for for that oh shit, all the oh shit mm-hmm. moments to happen, and then you feel, uh, and then I uh, I find uh, the mother's hatred for her daughter very uh, very uncomfortable. Um, That's kind of the point. Though. I know, but it's like, like like one of the quotes from from the trailers from a reviewer is something of is it's like along the lines of you feel like you are watching something that you're not supposed to, and I thought like that's a really great way to put it. Like that's the way the film is. Like there's uh-huh. just just massive sense of uneasiness throughout the entire film. It's not necessarily scary. You just feel uneasy. Like just you just feel icky to act like a five year old. You feel icky for just watching this. Like just seeing this family tear apart and watch sin in a different sin tear apart each of them um individually also in terms of like editing and cutting and all that stuff from an editor's perspective mm-hmm. i think that they should have cut the movie uh started the movie off when uh thomason is on her knees praying really yeah mm-hmm. um because, because you know i i could have gotten the sense that they were uh they were banished and they did mm-hmm. did shit and you could clearly see a bunch of uh, of uh, their mannerisms in which got them expelled from the mm-hmm. from the um, from the little tribe that they had uh, so I think that you could have cut out the opening scene of them in actually in town mm-hmm. and just start from uh, start from when she's on her knees praying um, but that's just that's just me no, I can see that um, I, I like it just because it, it's sort of this this parallel of like that that town was sort of their Eden yeah and they're banished for it for you know their what they were accused of sinly ways and, he, and then their sinly ways tears them apart and tears the 
has has the devil tear them apart. And he kind of uh, the dad kind of alluded to that in mm-hmm. the in the first place when he was like when they went hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and uh, Caleb, the the little boy, um, he was like, uh, "We are, we have escaped paradise or something like that, and we are uh, we are nothing but uh, Abraham's children now." Uh, that was nice little uh, little forte mm-hmm. thing going on. Um, but yeah, I think that the chemistry between all the actors, like you get that this is a highly, highly dysfunctional family. Yeah. Um, and they bent and the, and the, and the kind of rubber band has been trying to snap for years yeah. at this point. Uh, and, and that's why I have a little nitpick of the beginning because you could already tell that, uh, the, this family, they're good. They're they have like good nature to them, mm-hmm. but you could feel that you know, yeah, the the town, the, this uh, you're seeing the reason why the town banished them in the first place, uh, you know, through their actions, you know, and the way that they act and all that stuff. Like the mom's kind of nutty, uh, the dad is kind of unorthodox in the way he he prepares himself. So I think that. Uh, if you would have cut that beginning part out, I don't think you would have missed anything. Um, but that's just, I guess that's what you call the minor nitpick at most. Um, I thought, uh, the rest of the film, my God, it was like, oh, and I, I keep on saying this, this is a, this is the guitar string trying to break mm-hmm. and, uh, and snap. And then when it does snap, uh, when she, when she does meet that, the, uh, the coven of, of, uh, of, uh, witches. of witches, <laughs> Uh, and she's like flying and she's hallucinating and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, and credits. What would you have done if they had started singing, I put a spell on you? I, I, <laughs> that would have been just as ridiculous as the headbutting scene. <laughs> All of a sudden they act like the witches from. <laughs> <laughs> out of the corner, Bette Midler comes out. I put a spell <laughs> on you. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> or have like a folky version. <laughs> <laughs> I put a spell. <laughs> I, I. For me, the best way to describe it is almost like a horror film for the people during that time. Because yeah. it, it's very much all of their personal fears, the the things, the, the that worst they, possible things. That they deemed as yes. bad. You know, how easy it is to turn to sin and how, how easy it is to, to fall out of God's grace and go to hell. Yeah. And you just see how it tears this family apart slowly. And, you know, the, the witch, I guess it's a bit misleading to call it the witch because the witch is really the most non-consequential thing in the whole film. It's really corn. Corn. <laughs> corn does play its part. Well, I took corn. <laughs> I love his voice. <laughs> and corn. Uh, no, 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 no. But it, like he doesn't have like a smoker's voice. Yes, it's like it, some. It's just, it, like he's like. You should do voiceover. He's knee deep in bourbon. Yeah. And I love when he's like sobbing and shit like that. Like the. Like, like he's almost choking. I don't know. It's something. It, it, it's great. I, I think. Even if you think the film is really bad, and, and like me and you do know people, Nettie and Eric, think it's really bad. I can I can see that. I can uh-huh. sort of the same way. Um, I personally feel. Uh, what, what's the new movie? Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It, it's not my taste. I, it, 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 I guess I understand why so many people love it, and I always have to commend. The amazing uh, di- cinematography, cinema- the directing, the directing yeah. was just amazing. Well, but maybe it's just something that just doesn't align with me, mm. and I can totally see. It could that be probably me. lack of characters, which this one. Uh, it I w- thought the characters were wonderful. Yeah, the characters, uh, like like I said before, uh, Thomason, she was she was great. Uh, the mo- the the mom, mm-hmm. uh, like her acting is very frantic. I liked it, like when she was in the in the corner uh, praying, you know, and she, mm-hmm. and you could you get the sense that she's been praying all night, you mm-hmm. know, you, and uh, and the way like she she's like my baby's in hell, yeah, because she wasn't baptized or something like that, yeah, just stuff like that, and you get a sense, uh, it, it's really a character piece on people, uh, not not people in the movie, but people back then of that time of that, yeah, like their it's, mindsets, mm-hmm. uh, like the 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 fan, like the dad, the dad, one of the reasons why. He got uh, kicked out of the out of the whole uh, uh, tribe thing 
um, was because he questioned the new uh, the New Testament, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's pretty and and that's a pretty much a taboo at the time. Yes, you know. So uh, what drew you? What drew you to the film? Um, I, I I genuinely just really like horror films. And it was getting a lot of buzz, and I was watching, and, and then I would see, I saw trailers, and I'm like, oh, this looks great, because I don't know if you ever saw the trailer for it, but it looks really unnerving, I'm like, and you could tell just from the trailers, like, this looks very, like, a very well-made film. Uh, I thought it would be up my alley, and then... And it was. <laughs> it was, and beforehand, I didn't even know that it wasn't really going to be a straight-up horror film. Uh, I think I had heard something a little bit like that, but I ha- I didn't go in with that mindset. I went with the mindset like, oh, this is a witch horror film. Uh-huh. But when I got something different, it did throw me off for a bit because um, I'm like, where's this going? But I was never bored, I guess. Like, I was always intrigued. And like you said, it, it's con- that constant wire being um, turned, turned and turned and yeah. turned. So I was I was always with it. And it, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is this is unique. And I, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> um, to add another fun, funny moment, though, that damn rabbit. <laughs> yeah, just like looking just, at you into your looking. soul. It looked like that animated movie that like it advertised for kids, but it's not really. <laughs> um, I uh, also another thing I like much like a Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the color grading of the movie. Yeah, uh, it, it was pretty much devoid of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't black and white. It yeah, was just very. But uh, until it got to like uh, into like the witch stuff, where it really showed the reds, and uh, when uh, it showed like the fire, when the fire was being shown, and that was the only lighting. Um, I looked up on Wikipedia, and I was like doing the research of this thing, and it, like apparently the director uh, wanted to go all natural lighting, and even at the night, even the night scenes. They only use the candles, and that's what they that's what they. And shot I think that with. really pays off. I, yeah. I think I think it looks really beautiful because of that. It really adds to something because yeah, you could have had like some sort of Hollywood budget or anything like that. It to me, it always takes me out. Like like if if it's supposed to be set in the during that time and they're going yeah. really straight with it, and you can obviously tell there's like headlights, studio, studio studio lights on right both there. sides, and it's yeah, like very. Uh, Anthony- but yet, there's only a candle like in the corner, but it's the whole room's bright. Yeah, I'm like Antony and Cleopatra or some shit like yeah. that. Um, I, I, I don't know. It was a really cool scene. I uh, also another thing is that I saw that uh, really fascinates me is that they went to like the most remote place ever, <laughs> even enough to where they had to have like a met. I saw in the credits like they had to have a medic right there because uh, because a uh, town was so far away from their location shoot. So that that right there adds a little bit more of secludedness, and it really did feel secluded where they were, and that and that kind of like a the ante of what it was um so yeah i i think a lot of things were great about it i i really the only complaint i have is really just the beginning uh where where they decide to begin the movie where where the movie starts yeah um uh, it was cool seeing indians in there uh native americans oh yeah they're they're all interacting yeah they in the beginning when they were leaving town well that's why I think it's sort of that's another like signifier that it portrayed Eden because it was these different people living in harmony and peace versus versus the family and they were not living in harmony (laughs) at all no Um, I I guess my my final thoughts about this is I totally get people that, that see this film differently like I said this this is a film and I and at the end of the day I actually kind of like that because I like dissenting opinions and because that means you actually really get to talk about it and yeah, really understand it, film more it was definitely a film to digest yeah you know after that I, 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 I had to take a walk <laughs> I had to take a walk I'm like Hopefully to, not into to, the woods. I have to no fuck that <laughs> like oh we don't live near the woods um, but yeah I, I really felt that. If I watched this while I was camping in Mammoth, <laughs> oh my god, that would have creeped the hell out of me. Um, I would have been like, oh my god, is there a witch here? I would have been like, in the name of the Padre or something. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was, I definitely recommend this, not for the for the typical horror uh, film goer, mm-hmm. but I do recommend this to a, a, 
uh, uh, artsy, an arty uh, film. You arty film farts. Yeah, arty <laughs> farts, pretty much. Um, I, 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 I'm at a loss of words. You know, I, I think that I've, I've said all the things. The acting is really good. All that stuff. So, that seems to wrap it up. Yeah, that seems <laughs> to wrap it up. Uh, okay. Uh, well, this is my turn. Yeah. It's my turn now. It so, uh, Mr. Lira, yeah. why did you recommend me... Casino Royale. I recommend. Okay, right now I'm in a. I'm. I'm kind of like in a bond mode right now. A bond binge. A bond binge right now, and I'm. I'm completely like, wow. Cause uh, wow. I've been. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, I've been in love with this series for a while now. Uh, ever since uh, I saw Casino Royale in the theaters, and that pretty much kickstarted my passion for uh, the Bond franchise. I'm like, okay, that was cool. I gotta see the rest. And I watched uh, Sean Connery's there. I saw... Uh, so you started with... Um, with Casino Royale. Oh, okay. And then I went back. I was like, okay, I gotta that's, watch everything That's else. one of the first times with that you, you've done that with certain series. Yeah, and uh, I saw Casino Royale. Well, the thing is, is that Casino Royale serves as like a reboot of the franchise. Yeah. Like, it doesn't serve in the same continuity as uh, the Sean Connery, Roger Moore, George Lazenby, uh, whatever movies. Yeah, so I... I fell in love with this uh, series because of Casino Royale, and uh, I think it was a great introduction to the Bond uh, Bond franchise for me. Um, you have Daniel Craig, and he is very, very uh, loose, and uh, he is uh, he's like this loose kind of loose cannon. Will kind of do anything. He's young, and uh, you, you you get a young Bond. You know, you Sean Connery. He was almost to his forties into his 40s when he uh, when he first did uh, Dr. No. Uh, so you you get this young Bond, and then uh, the character interactions are great. I think that this is a great starting off point for uh, for any Bond aficionado. It is my favorite James Bond movie of all time because there was a lot of things. Like, they kind of play off the cliches of the James Bond uh, yeah. universe. Uh, there's it, it is very secluded from the James Bond universe as well because it doesn't have, like, Q, Money Penny, or anybody else like that. Much like Quantum of Solace, which is, I don't consider it a Bond movie. I consider it a Jason Bourne movie. But that's a, dis- <laughs> that's a discussion for another that's time. That's another thing, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just really wanted you to see it because you've only seen, like, bits of it. And yeah. Um, well, where I, where I started, I, re- I saw, like, the first beginning bits back when we still had a, a movie rental store here yeah. where we live. And I remember my, at the time, my dad had rented it. And I woke up early. I can't remember how old I was, but I was a kid. And I, and I, I was like, oh, James Bond. I know what James Bond is. That's cool. Yeah. And I popped it in. And I fell asleep. <laughs> so then when I woke up, I'm like, this ain't doing it for me. So I just, I, I popped it back out. Um, and that's all I really saw of it. <laughs> um, but I but, did go on to see uh, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. Mm-hmm. And Quantum of Solace, I, I don't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I for, I've forgotten a lot of the film. I, I, I really have. I just remember being like, okay, that was a movie. Um, but I, I really like Skyfall, and, you know, I and guess I'm one of those guys. I really like Spectre. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Don't, hey, don't be ashamed of liking Spectre, <laughs> Loud and sir. proud. Loud and proud. <laughs> um, so, and, and I obviously knew why you recommended this movie to me, and a lot of people consider this to be the best James Bond film. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something for a franchise that's 24 films deep. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay. At the time, it was 21 yeah. uh, films deep. But people say that today, you know, yeah. after having seen those films. Some people say Skyfall. Um, I think Skyfall is a great movie, mm-hmm. but I think it's definitely an overrated Bond film. I wasn't blown away. I, I, yeah, I, a lot I, of great things happen in it. I thought it was definitely a really good movie, but mm-hmm. I was surprised like people are like, incredible. And Wonder like, Woman level Wonder stuff. Um, um, I, so, yes. what did you think of Casino Royale? What did I think of Casino Royale? Okay. Yeah. Um, my initial impressions were like, wow, this is really different than what I expected. 
because I'll be honest, it always it didn't feel like a Bond film to me, or what I in my head what I have is yeah, it, you had like the fancy been. flashy cars, yes. and then you had Bond like shaking off star, which they kind of made fun of in that. But the I guess the biggest thing that's so surprising to me is how small the movie is. Mm. It's actually a really small film. A lot, a lot of the stuff was uh, was practical effects. The but, only time they used CG was yeah. at the end. A sequence mm-hmm. with the when the building was sinking into the into the Venice, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have uh, and then uh, when they do like stunt works like jumping back or anything like that, they had like strings and they removed that with CG. Other than that, no CG whatsoever. And you can tell. I think all the stunts were really incredibly well done. Um, but I, I, more low key, I think. I when I say that, I mean more story wise, because mm. most James Bond films, it's like Bond. The world is in peril. You must save us. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes everywhere, the exploding buildings everywhere. But here it's just very a very, very small mission. It's intimate. Of, yes. Of it's just like this the, the the main the big bad isn't like I will destroy you, James Bond. He's a guy who's out, out on his luck. You know, yeah. if he doesn't win this card game, he's dead. So you're not even trying to go in and kill him and or bring him in. You just have to beat him in the card game. So that he's forced to come in to MI6 yeah, as uh, protection. As protection, and I'm like, that's really interesting. I, I found that really interesting because, like, that's not something I would think of as this like big blockbuster spy film. It's, yeah, you gotta play cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I had heard some people thought they, they felt the film was a little bit boring because mm-hmm. of the card playing, and I thought I might be that way. Because I do not know how to play cards. Yeah, I'll tell you to go fish all day, but <laughs> anything past that, <laughs> you're lost. Maybe 21, but like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of lost. But I thought they were done really well. Like I even I, I got the gist of the, the card game. I, I thought they were shot very tensely. I also felt that um, who directed it? Because I thought the Mark Campbell was was really well done. It, yeah. it had a. Uh, a life of its own, I thought. He he did uh, like Finding Neverland, and he also did uh, another James Bond movie called uh, GoldenEye, which is also another oh. movie that's considered like one yeah, of the that's, best. that's one of the top yeah. um, top tier. So I've heard. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll see all of coming them soon to, to the table. <laughs> the next twenty four episodes are all James Bond films. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be mine. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, continue. No, no, no. Um, I thought the music was was really well done. And yeah, I, I'm that was used, David Arnold. I'm used to uh, to what James Bond music should sound like. Yeah. And, and even with knowing what that is, I felt it really stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first I do have to say though the first third or first half before he gets to the card game, I almost feel like I I get no character from James Bond. He's just sort of this guy. He's too stoic. He says, like, maybe two or three words. You can tell, like, he's someone who plays by his own rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's clear. But it's like, as a character, you don't get much of him. It isn't until he meets up with Eva Green's character yeah. where he, you, he really start, you really start to peel back the layers. And Which he, she's my favorite Bond girl. I, first of all, Eva Green is freaking amazing yeah she is I, I, I love her to death she's, she's great she's a great like actress that, like that first interaction between uh, Bond and uh, and uh, Vesper her yes. character yeah that's her name Vesper uh, she the way that she's she she pretty much sits down and puts him in his place and she's like mm-hmm. I'm the money and then uh, he, he then he's like every penny of it, and you know just <laughs> yeah. just uh, just uh, tet on tet with each other, and their chemistry is on fire. They they have amazing chemistry, and I think that really goes a long way. And I and I like I, I totally understand why you see her as your favorite Bond girl because mm. from the films I've seen, uh, the Bond girls haven't really stood out too much, mm. and, and I feel this one that's pretty much really like stood the, out. That's pretty much like. The, the standard you mm-hmm. know uh, Bond girl the one that you've the ones that you've seen mm-hmm. but uh, but this one really really set the tone I mean there's a there's a couple of Bond girls that come to mind like uh, Ursula Andress uh, she's Honey Rider from Do- uh, Dr. No uh, Pussy Galore she's uh, she's one from Goldfinger and just like all these other ones that, what about uh, uh, Lady 
Uh, 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 Lelia, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> Teresa. That's her yes. name in uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Lady Olena Tyrell. Yes. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's from Honor Majesty's Service. She was a great one. She, like she she didn't take take any shit from Bond. She never has her stuff. entire career. Yeah, and that's, and that's great. That's great. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, the town. Mm-hmm. T- what did you think of uh, of uh, what's it, Mads Mikkelsen as La Chief? I really liked. This this villain because it again like you said they they took what you usually see from a James Bond film and they twisted it a bit mm-hmm. and like this isn't a villain who he knows what he like he's got oh he's he's got friends everywhere he's got millions of henchmen yeah and he's got his own secret base and he's gonna take down Bond like I will get you Bond I will pull the laser from the sky <laughs> a laser freaking laser <laughs> got freaking sharks with freaking lasers on top of the freaking heads <laughs> um, he was not a Doctor Evil he he's very much like this is a guy who obviously loves poker, but he is in the shits, you know, mm. he's, he's ready to lose everything. If, if he doesn't play this poker game, you know, it's done for him. And I thought that was a really, a really interesting dynamic. It's not like we're trying to take each other down. It's, I'm just trying to survive in this criminal world. And I, and James Bond, I just have to stop you enough to bring you in to, to, to get stuff that you know about worse guys. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is sort of like it, it does feel like James Bond's and, first mission. And for know? the first time uh, in the Bond series, you see him fail at everything. Yeah. Bond he loses everything. Uh, the only time he's actually had a success in the movie was when he captures Mr. White at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because his main objective was to uh, stop Le Chief from uh, from getting the money um, and quantum or a specter in the in the broads in the in the wide yeah. sense of the thing um they they get the money uh vesper uh uh withholds the information to her grave mm-hmm. um and uh and yeah the mi6 loses their money and that was their his main objective and, and he, he failed, failed. <laughs> he... All, every single movie bond wins mm-hmm. you know and he gets the objective done uh in some shape or form mm-hmm. but this is the first time you see Bond failing. And especially where the film ended, or where I thought it would end it. It's mm. like, oh, he, he won, he got him. You know, he's running off with, with this Bond with girl. Ves- with Vesper. Vesper. But I'm like, this can't end this way because she yeah. doesn't appear next time. Da, 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 da. And then like she dies. And, and the way that that sort of falls apart. And it's so weird. The movie ends. It almost feels like it ends as like part one of James Bond's story because it... it it almost feels open-ended because yeah. you don't know what the organization is. You don't know anything. And it ju- he just sort of ends capturing this guy because that leads him to more secrets, to actually know things and get closure. Yeah. So you end the film with not getting closure with the story, but I feel like the story was more about Bond becoming Bond yeah. than the mission And itself. that's why you get a little bit of the James Bond uh, theme Throughout yes. the throughout the movie, um, it's mostly Chris Cornell, rest in peace. Um, it's mostly his theme playing. Uh, you know my name. Um, what do you what, before I go into that? What did you think of uh, the the main the main theme of the movie? Are you talking about what the during when the uh, when the credits in the yeah. beginning? Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. That was my favorite for a while. Really? Yeah. Until I'm like, okay, let me get into like when I my more mm-hmm. musical palette was was more tuned uh, my favorite now is uh, is uh, uh, nobody does it better from mm-hmm. spy blood me but and, uh, I like when they get more like like sort of sad and, and like yeah I'm talking more like skyfall and uh, at the skyfall or, uh, from or Spectre, Sam Smith Sam yeah. Smith yeah I like those more and live and let die because that's just um, a great song no matter yeah <laughs> when you were young and you're hot that's such a great song paul mccartney is amazing but anyway um you hear a little bit of the motif throughout mm-hmm. the entire uh the, like the you get a little bit of that but you never fully hear the theme until the end credits mm-hmm. and uh when uh after he fully you know embraces who he is as a as an agent uh, one of the, my favorite ending of a James Bond movie is the ending of this film where he's like, 
Mr. White, we need to talk. And he snipes him in the leg. And, uh, and, uh, he's crawling, he's crawling, you see footsteps, and then a, and the camera pans up, and it's, uh, Daniel Craig with the, with the, with the machine gun, and then he hangs up the phone, puts it in his pocket, and he says, the name's Bond, James, James Bond. Bond. And, and the music. And then the music, which, by the way, is my favorite version of the theme, there's mm-hmm. many other versions of the, of the, of the theme, but that right here, it feels more grand, epic, and all that. Uh, which, going back to music, David Arnold. David Arnold's score is amazing. What did you think of Vesper? The 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 piano, the piano, the piano score. I don't think I remember anything with her. Oh, because that's like one of the most. But anyway, moving on. It's iconic. Yeah, I I do I do have some issues. Okay, tell me your issues. Okay, um, I really, really liked the dynamic between Vesper and Bond at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I feel her turn to being just completely enamored and in love with him was a bit quick. I, I, because I, I, the last point where I was like, wow, I'm really loving this um, dynamic between them was the, the first time she uh, apparently she saw someone die or he him kill someone mm-hmm. and she was just in the shower yeah. like like just she couldn't she was trying to cope with it and you know bond just came in there and sat with her and you know tried to comfort her and, I'm and like, that was oh, a great moment great. yeah i was like this is a really great moment after that it, it got a little bit too like oh i love you bond well the thing is is that here's the thing yes. here's the thing i could counter that okay uh, counter, okay counter me bitch she knew her time was up. Yes. She knows her time true. is up. Mm-hmm. So she wants to like, okay, you know, he likes me. I'm just going to give him what he wants. And and she does. Mm-hmm. She does. And they, they enjoy. And she is genuinely happy with him. But she knows that her time is very limited with mm-hmm. with uh, with Bond. So uh, so I think that right there, uh, I, could, I could see what your point is. But mm-hmm. that, that's kind of like the counter... Uh, balance with that. Uh, what no, other negatives do you have? I, I can definitely see that. Um, I, I still because because I like their chemistry so much. I wish it would have yeah. kept a, just a little bit more like. But I, I can I can see that argument. Um, maybe I'm just stupid, but just like with, with the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I watched it out of order. It gets a bit confusing to me because I'm like, okay, so wait, her boyfriend they captured some secret organization. And then they need the money. And then who, who's Mr. White? I guess he's capturing. Mr. He killed him. And then it's not like you can't follow it completely. And maybe because I'm like, hey, that's the same guy from Spectre. <laughs> and I just saw it out, out of order. So it's like I'm trying to like tie tie everything tie together. Everything, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure if you just saw it like you you saw it the right way and mm-hmm. you saw that one first. It wouldn't be as confusing, but to I, me, it was a little bit like, wait a minute. The most detached from the continuity of the Bond era is a uh, Skyfall. Yes, that that's 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 true. Because I think that was more of M's movie. Yeah. Than than really a the, Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what did you think of the the infamous torture scene? <laughs> is that is it really infamous? It, it's kind of leaning into the infamous. Uh, uh, thing because mm-hmm. of the graphic nature of it, I it, it almost it, it almost pushed uh, an R rating because really? of that scene. Yeah, well, that was kinky. What are you talking about? <laughs> the knotted rope, spanking him with a knotted rope. I thought it was funny. He's like, because he was like screaming, and then it turned to him laughing. Yeah, it's like you're gonna die, and the last thing you did was like <laughs> you're gonna the world is gonna know that you died scratching my balls. Yeah, that's a great thing. Um, I love like it. James Bond has always been like a smart ass when it comes to, like torture. Oh yeah. Um but this one took the cake. Um <laughs> because cuz he's like uh, you know, I have a little itch down there. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. And just like the way he like completely mm-hmm. like like he has a lot of balls and apparent and that and you can see that. Mm-hmm. Um let's laugh to them. They got pretty yeah. torn up. Um <laughs> So uh, I really like that, and that this is the first time you get like true uh, true dialogue in between uh, Daniel Craig's character and Mads Mikkelsen, and that was a that was a cool acting uh, scene between them. You know, just seeing Bond, and uh, usually when he's getting when Bond is getting tortured, he's cloaked. 
Mm-hmm. In this one, you see Bond completely stripped. Uh, you see him stripped several times. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the opening uh, sequence? Well, that, I think white? That, that's where I noticed the the director. You know, I I was like, oh, there are some interesting shots and it's black and white. I'm like, they're they're really putting their stamp on it, mm-hmm. which I think is great, especially if you're the films you're doing a film series this long. Yeah. Which each each film is almost basically sort of the same. It, it's more of like variations on a spy story you know you, you want to bring as much freshness to each each uh film as you can and i liked it and, and it was very much just letting the audience know you know this this we're starting at the beginning uh, we're starting over again you know this is yeah. a new bond because immediately he's like they don't send they only send double o's to kill and you're not a double o and da 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 and it's he's like, like psych it, bitch and he's like uh, it takes two and it cuts to the mm-hmm. to him fighting uh, his contact and then uh, that was the that was the first kill he had and I really like uh, the position of the of the gun barrel sequence the, the, the way it fit into yeah. the scene with him actually yeah. turning yeah and shoot. then you finally you see who's behind the gun barrel and mm-hmm. it was that guy yeah and uh, and uh, he's not in his tuxedo He's not in no. his tuxedo. It's just an open shirt, a white shirt, uh, a black uh, sports uh, shirt, and then uh, and then jeans and some shoes, and that that was it. And that and I pretty much sums up uh, the the uniqueness of this film because it is a uh, Bond at his prime mm-hmm. kind of. So I like well getting to his prime. Well, yeah, in, in his like in his pre whatever you want to call it, in his youth, mm-hmm. in his youth. Um, I don't know if I could say this is my favorite James Bond because I haven't seen that many to begin with. Yeah. But I, I really like that whole classic idea of James Bond in my head where it's like shaken, not stood. Which they kind of, <laughs> I love the joke that they did. He was like, yeah. uh, would you, would you like a, would you like a drink, sir? A martini shaken or stirred? Does it look like I give a damn? Yeah. Also, <laughs> also one of my favorite moments of the Bond, uh, Bond series, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm considering all like the, a lot of scene is the scene in which after he's killed, uh, uh, the men, mm-hmm. the men that were in a uh, Uganda and uh, they came to uh, threaten Lashif, and after he's killed him on the staircase, um, after that, you see him like completely take off his tuxedo, and then you see him uh, with a with a with a glass of like scotch or something like that, and then uh, you see him washing his face, you know, of the blood. Mm-hmm. You never see that in a Bond movie. They they definitely try to humanize him a, yeah. a lot, and you know, stake take wash away the stereotypes yeah. that you usually think of when you think of James Bond. And I think that really helped to just bring a unique, unique spin to what people usually expect from a James Bond. Certainly what I expect, anyways, just from knowing James Bond, what he is, Yeah, you know, my whole life. And I, and I, and I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really good. It's, it's eventually I'll get around to seeing all the James <laughs> Bond, but I, I guarantee even the after seeing the, the rest of the 20 some, um, well, by the time the next one comes out, maybe 21. Um, yeah. But I guarantee you it'll probably still always be in my top few, even after I see the rest. Cause I, it's just really well done. I, 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 I genuinely really liked it, uh, but I do, I will say the next, the next James Bond, um, I kind of want him to be more charismatic. I, I, I want the more of like, ha ha, Dolly. You, know? <laughs> you want to be like Errol Flynn. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I genuinely love this movie. What did you, what did you, final thoughts on the, on the film? Well, th- those kind of were, like I said, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, even after I see the rest of the Bonds, it's probably still going to be in like my top, maybe one or two favorites. favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely can see why it's your favorite. So far, um, what's her name is is, is my favorite. Vesper Lynn. Vesper. Yeah, my and she's my favorite girl. too. You know, I mean, she she had it at Eva Green, anyways. So yeah, <laughs> uh, no, like all around, I think it was good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Thanks. I always have good choices. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, <laughs> no, literally. Anyway, 
Uh, that was uh, our little uh, discussion piece on uh, our new segment called To the Table. Uh, check out our other uh, projects coming up. Uh, right now, we're going over to uh, Alexis's house, and we're going to be doing a we're going to be doing a Suicide, uh, Squad. Suicide Squad audio commentary. Finally, it's gonna finally be, it's going to be up probably this Sunday of uh, the week, the first weekend of that the Lord has made of August. Uh, so, uh, stay tuned for that. We have a lot more, uh, stuff coming this way. Uh, so, uh, subscribe to both iTunes and, uh, YouTube to keep up to date with all our content coming out. Uh, so thank you, Peter, for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, can't wait for the, for the next to the table. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, Stay under the spotlight. Uh, insert final theme here. <laughs>